back to the YTG podcast. If Welcome. you are new here, my name is Nico. I'm an automotive photographer and now amateur racing driver. I'm Sean and uh, I am the owner of this lovely shed in Keysborough, YTG Young Timers Garage. Here Welcome. on the, the weekly-ish YTG podcast, uh, we're yes. going to give you uh, the sort of inside scoop inside the automotive industry in Australia, as well as some fantastic stories, mm-hmm. motorsport, anything car, car related. related. So, and a bit of electric car hate. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, join us on another episode and we hope you enjoy. Welcome back. It's been 15 yeah. minutes. Good Next to see week. you all again. First things first, I forgot to tell a little story last week, so I better quickly bang that out. When we went to Atrium Detailing for their cars and coffee, <laughs> this fantastic kid came up to me. And he goes, Excuse hey. me, are you guys the guys from that podcast? And I'm thinking, Oh, cool. <laughs> I'm so, waiting for some dad to come yeah, up. And I'm- <laughs> yeah, 100%. And it was this awesome little bloke by great the name kid. of Jack. Yeah, good on um, you. Hey, Jack. Well done, mate. He was great. I had a good chat with him about the G80 M3 that was standing in front of that Sean was absolutely ragging on being an ugly car. The M3 with the big grills on the front of it. What's it, G80? G80. Oh, is that, that's the new series. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I'll remember that. I'll yeah, work. and so I had a good chat with him. Awesome little guy, so I wanted to show you yeah. out. And I asked, well done, him, I asked him what car he came and he said, my mum's car. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe he's 12. Yeah, no, listen awesome. to the podcast awesome. all the listen time. The po- I think a 12-year-old kid in Sean's vocabulary. Oh, <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> but, hey, look, if he enjoys it, mate, he, mate, he's 12-year-old kid, mate. He's fucking with all his mates and they're, they're oh, all mate. fucked, mate. Come yeah, on. 100%, 100%. <laughs> so, but, yeah, it was great. It was great. Obviously, we've got a broad demographic range of, of the 25 fans. 100%. No, I'm glad, I'm glad he enjoyed it. He said he listens to it religiously. So it yeah, it was good. He liked it. It's good to hear. Good to hear. He, I asked it. him, what car he wants and he pointed out <coughs> a Nardo Grey RS3. RS3 Nardo Grey. To which oh, I okay. said, mate, manual, come on. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, so awesome to meet yeah, you, Jack. Good, yeah, good to meet you, Jack. Shout out. I hope you, you continue listening, mate. Thank you. 100%. So we'll crack on with this week's episode. So yes. now I've got that story out of the way. We've got a, a bit of a main topic for this week, and that is a Piston Heads article. Piston Heads from the UK. Mm. The best, oh, I'll read the title so I don't get it wrong. Best car of the last 25 years. Yeah. It's a big period. Big period. What does that take? A lot of choice. 2000, geez, fuck, what are we Almost, 2023. Uh, 19. So 1998. Yeah. So a fair while. Fair while. 1990, yeah, 1998. Yeah. So they've got a few categories here. So we'll kick things off. We can have a good chat about what we think about their choices and what we might mm. have picked. So for the best hot hatch, the GR Yaris. Fuck. Okay. Best hot hatch of the last 25, 25 years. years. That's a big fucking call, That's man. A big call. I mean, look, it's a great car. It is a fantastic car. But the best hot hatch? Fuck, I don't know. I'm not a hot hatch person, really, but. You know, I would, not really. I would, I would think there'd be better shit than the fucking YR Yaris. G, what, yeah, GR, yeah, GR yeah. Yaris. I mean, we have got a GR Corolla coming, but. I don't know, man. I don't know about that. But anyways, fuck, what would you choose? Fuck, I don't know. I reckon I'd go for a fucking... I'd probably go fucking... That RS McGann that, like, we had, that fucking stripped-out thing with the roll cage in it, that latest one. Yeah. Whatever that was. Yeah, I mean, That was yeah. pretty hardcore. Yeah, that was... So that was the... Trophy? The, the, uh, the white no. with the red stickers. Red, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was the... Re- 
ridiculous Magan trophy or whatever it was called, yeah. like the hundred something thousand. Ridiculous, yeah. yeah. I mean, to me, that was like the hot hatch. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm not a high ash guy, mate. So I mean, to me, I'd go. But it's 25 years. 25 years, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I still think. I think. I still think a, a Magan. Two, seven, two seven five, five cup or something. Yeah. I think that's a yeah. great car. As that a, was as a, a fucking scam. Car, that car too. As a driver's that car. That white one I was trying to buy. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Fucking scam. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Spilling. Yeah. Uh, that explains the price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mate. It's too good to be true. It fucking always yeah, yeah. is. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So. What do you reckon? The GIRS is good in every way except it lacks that personality from the engine side of things. I feel things. like I'm driving a fucking exactly a Ford Econovan. Right. And because it's a brand new car, all brand new cars, they lack a little bit of that soul. My brain immediately went to Clio V6, but I think that's older than 25. That's why it's to close, me. It's close, but yeah. it's not quite. Because I think... That's middle 90s, I think that works. I think there's a lot of great driving hot hatches out there. Yeah. You know, Golf GTI is a great. Magan RS is a fantastic. I struggle with the front-wheel drive. Exactly right. That's what so I struggle my, so with, So the first mate. thing was, well, front-wheel drive sucks a little bit. It's still great, but I would prefer... It's not the fucking Ford RS, the Focus RS. I don't give a fuck, mate. That was a grouse engine, that 2.5 turbo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, you know, it's got the special mechanical diff, so mm. it does. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's trying to do everything... And doesn't matter how complicated your diff is, because to me that just he means dollar signs when it blows up. <laughs> and that's the other. I mean, I just think you've spent so much technology. Why don't you just fucking make the thing all drive? Oh, but it's more heavier. But hang on, it's a better fucking balanced car. You yeah. get the power down better instead yeah. of like trying to get rid of the torque yeah. steer. I don't know. That's why I just never got into old hatches. So yeah. So fuck okay. Yeah, I don't Tell know us what, what you think. Yeah, what do you think? The best. I would like to know, okay, years. for all these fucking questions that they have here, I would love the people that listen to give us their opinion on what they reckon. Yeah, that 100%. Is. So, yeah. so this one, they say Toyota Yaris GR. GR. Yeah, and you would pick a. I actually thought that fucking. Because it has to be within 25 years. Yeah, well, what was the second generation Clear V6? What year would that have been? It might have been 2000s. The V6 thing? Yeah, the V6, Clio V6. If that is, then that'd be if it. If that is, then that'd probably that'd be, be it. Pick. That yep. would be it. Yeah, but if I think it's borderline. That, if not for that, I'd throw a little bit of a left ball here. If the Clio V6 doesn't meet the years, I would go the Megan R26R. And the reason I say that is because I read a full article 26. from Henry Catchpole, I think it was, yeah. saying that the R26R is the greatest generation of Megan and Which the, one is that one? the GT3 RS of hatchbacks. It's the facelift version of mine. So it's got different suspension. It has a roll cage, all yeah. sorts of stuff. Plexiglass, windows, sort but of stuff. Same, or... same generation as mine. So yeah. same angry headlights and everything. Yeah, that sort but of the wedgie. Absolute, yeah, the wedgie back. Yeah. But the absolute top spec of the range one of that. White with generation. the red decals and red wheels. Correct, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah they're pretty cool. Yeah, apparently they are, to drive, yeah. they are the bee's knees. And you've, really? still got, you've still got an engine with noise and everything else. Yeah. The Focus RS was a good shout because that is a great, That's that a car's great, got a lot of character. Uh, mate, and I've driven that a few times yeah. and like, I was like, fuck, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't convert to that side, but I'm like, fuck, if I had no choice, I'd probably look at yeah. something like this, but I just couldn't get over that fucking torque steer. Yeah. It doesn't matter how yeah, technical the diff yeah, is. Right. That's the yeah. only thing, you know, but... Yeah, I mean, there's some other... I mean, oh, Jesus, there's so many good cars. Other highlights, Mark II Focus RS with that five-pot engine. 
The fancy diff up front. That's a ripper car. That's what I mean. That's a great that car. A ripper car. Great Still front wheel drive, but apparently I haven't driven great the RS. Car. I had my XR5. I haven't driven an RS, but apparently they are awesome. I had a drive a green one, that yeah. pearly green, yeah. and great engine noise. Mm-hmm. That two point five yeah. turbo, yeah. great engine, just pulled like a fucking. They beat. do, yeah, but. Oh, yeah, they still It gets up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What like, front-wheel drive does But, see, this is the thing. This is why I... I... And we don't have a single hatchback in here. No, I'm trying to see if we have a single front-wheel drive car. Oh. No. Have we ever had one? Oh, yes, yeah. Honda Integra. And the Renault Megane. Remember when we first opened had that fucking Megane GT thing, the new-look oh, thing? Oh, yeah. That actually wasn't a bad car. Really? I could drive... Mate, I drove that home a couple of times. Yeah? And I'm going... Fuck, I don't even know what it was. It was 30, 35 grand. I'm going, you know what? This is actually not a bad place to be. Renault do actually make good cars. (laughs) I think they do. I mean, they're quirky as fuck, but they're cool and they're different. But I was actually in, it was like a car, I think it was, I don't know, what it was fucking 21 or something or other. What did we fucking trade that on? I can't remember. But I remember it was like that grey colour and I remember sold it to this chick and it was a grey car. I was like, fuck, I'm going... You know what? This just ain't too bad. You know, if I needed a city car or something, it was actually bad. like I considered it if I was ever going to go that way. Yeah, okay, right. we bought it for retail. Yeah. We traded for yeah, retail, yeah, but yeah. but yeah, you know that. I think, like I said, I mean that's why I've always you know when you rock up with your little Megane, I'm like, yeah, they because they were quirky, they were a bit different. They yeah. were yeah. yeah. So okay, so that's us. But please, don't make a note and send us what you think. Yeah. Okay. Next yeah. one. Jeez, <laughs> we're both feeling. Yeah, I know. Fuck. Oh, yes. So the best saloon. 25 years. But from 25 years. Take a guess. What do you ah, think it is? Well, it has to be a fucking 63. <laughs> a proper 63, like a 204, 507. Best sedan. saloon oh, ever. I'm very biased. I'm very biased. A best saloon. Oh, for fuck's sake. What could There's it be? A lot of Don't tell me they fucking chose an M5 or something or other. E39 M5. Well, <laughs> I was thinking they're going to choose like an F10 or something. No. E39 M5. E39, that's well, a good I would have said. Oh, Look, I honestly, I was going to probably say E55 supercharged because really they... Which is a similar... No. Well, no, I mean, well yeah, they came out 03, that, that yeah, 211, okay. 02, 03, yeah. 04, 05 because the E39... Oh, yeah, the, you go. here we go. Just look at a contemporary XJR or E55. Yeah, because technically the XJR, which was the Jag supercharged 8, which I think was a 3.2, I think it was back then... Then you had the E39 M5, because I know I just sort of half got into the industry back then. This was late 90s, early 2000s. Mm. And it was the 39, and then, and for me it was the AMG got it for me because it just had so much more torque with the supercharge. But I thought that, because that was the fastest production car in the world, the 39 M5. Then the 55 took it. Right. Then the 55 held it till the CL65 or S65 yeah, then right. took the thing, V12 yeah. by turbo. V12, yeah. So, yeah, I could see that because that in E39 M5 is a, a fucking yeah. great car. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. I'm, you know, wouldn't yeah. totally disagree with that. And a car that old to be... Because that's how best. epic it was. That's how epic it was. Yeah, yeah. And it you, was. every review you read about that yeah, car mate, we've had thing. four. And I remember yeah. I forced Stephen to drive one. And he said, nah, God, he's fucking driving the Bentley. So I'm like, fuck, I out of the Bentley shit. Drive this, man. And he was like... Yeah, this is fucking cool. Yeah. Okay, mate, six-speed manual, oh, fucking yeah. V8 yeah, yeah, sedan. Yeah. yeah. I do yeah. think it's a pity that AMGs never really did manuals, ever. Because never. if they did, some of those cars would have been epic. I mean, okay, you can get you know the old Evo 
190, 2.5 oh, yeah, causes and that. But way yeah, back. That's yeah. way, way back. And it is true, isn't it? I mean, because that was one of the complaints. You know, you got to fucking call it as you see it. Yeah, the AMG speed shift has never been as good as, say, the DCT in a BMW or, no. or you know, the DSG, obviously, in Audi or PDK and Porsche. I mean, it's not that gearbox. It's great gearbox, but it doesn't have the response, especially like the CLKs. I mean, they're just the five-speed and they just all the sevens. I mean, they don't really change down as, as you like them to. And that's always been a complaint about it. But, you know, I don't know. I can't see myself driving a CLK 63 in a manual, a black series. I can't see myself driving a CLK, an SLK 55 in a black or a, or an SLS in a black. Yeah, interesting. I don't know. I just can't see it. I just so, yeah, I see it as an auto. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I just, I know you can get them in overseas. You get, you know, we get opportunities with yellow, with manuals, not in AMG, but they're normal things. But, and no, no prick wants a fucking manual Benz. Well, here. that's the thing. I mean, people. Well, we've have... had occasionally, you might have seen a SLK, sorry, an SLK 350 in a manual. One out of fucking 30 if you're yeah, lucky. Yeah, 100%. No yeah. prick wants it. Mm-hmm. And I remember we traded one at Dunn's ages ago. Hey, what am I going to go? Like, this is actually quite nice. You get a little bit more out of the V6. It was a nice gearbox. Yeah. And, yeah, it's okay. You go, fuck, well, I don't want no one bought one. But, yeah, you could never get one in an I'm just amazed that no one's taken that manual that obviously fits up to the Mercedes engines and like they do with Ferraris and everything else and actually tried to make a manual AMG. I don't think I've ever seen or heard of a manual AMG ever. No, I just don't think it's probably the car that they could be fucked doing it I with. I guess maybe. So. Maybe, maybe it's so built into the computer system it's just not worth it. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, interesting. It's never going to happen. Nah. Fuck, okay. So E3905? Okay, E3905. Cool. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah pretty serious. That's... that's that's a big call, man. That a big That's call. a fucking lot that of a big call. fucking yeah. lot of cars, man. I know Fuck. in the saloon. Twenty five years, mate. Very I was going. I never. Be, I mean, I did say M five, but I just assume they're going to fucking choose like an F ten or something stupid like that. You know what I mean? Like maybe the the limited edition one or whatever the competition, which wasn't a bad car actually. But Chris Harris loves that car. I remember he gave them a good review on that. The competition or whatever the last one, the limited yep. edition jar or whatever the fuck. Anyways, yeah. Okay. Mm. Next one. Next one, best track Same. car. Come back with that. Yeah, that come one, back. Yeah. Best saloon. Now, next one, best track car. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, I don't know. They'd probably say a fucking cup car or something. I know, because it has to be still road registered. Oh, yeah. sorry. Fuck. I know what I'd probably say. Well, there's some obviously mega the, options. I was going to say, there's there. some pretty heavy options. I mean, what do you do? GD3 RS, GD2. I mean, I'd, I'd probably say... Only because, again, I'm fucking biased. I mean, it's really the last of the ones that I own. AMG GDR. Yeah, right. Hey, GDR, yeah. I, don't know, I don't need a pro. GDR. Yeah. GDR they are would monsters. Do awesome they car. Just, yeah. Because everyone, like, I was even talking to a guy today who bought the GDS. He goes, you know, you got out of the trade tomorrow, what'd you buy? I go, fuck, mate. If I had a dollar for every time I got an answer, fuck, I'd be out of the trade because I made so much yeah. money. <laughs> I said to him, I said, I wouldn't do much track time. So I don't need a track car per se, yeah. but I want something that I could enjoy if I wanted to, but then now I can take the family or whatever. Yeah. If I got out of the trade tomorrow, I would buy a Turbo 991 or a GD3 Touring with rear seats, manual, yeah. Yeah. or AMG GDR. Yeah. The only reason why I would stray towards more the Porsche because of the four the seats. seats. Yeah. That's the only reason. Yeah. It's the only reason, yeah. but you know what I mean? And that's why I'm fucking struggling with the fucking getting another Malou or a fucking Ranger. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because of the practicality yeah. of the Ranger. I'm just struggling with the Ranger, yeah. you know? 
anyways, anyways so yeah so there you go so fuck okay so best track car they have picked the caterham 7 620r which is what? the top 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 caterham what so this makes what? me start one because there's a lot of mega track related cars especially from all of the supercar 25 years this i you mean that's what i mean really pistas i mean i don't know if this is what you call on... a pista track car yeah you would yeah yeah, that's the track focus variant. Yeah, but I mean, how many fucking pricks take them out on the fucking track? Not many. Half the pricks can't drive them anyways. Not many, but that's what they're built for. That's what they're sold as. But yeah, so this really makes me wonder what are caterums like? What are caterums I mean, like? I've never driven one on a track. Uh, and look, I've never driven one ever. Thing, but to um, me, it just felt like the fucking elephant. Closest experience I've ever had was the elephant, obviously, which I've got in my garage at the yeah. moment. And I must say that... It is yeah, one of the few people who've had an elephant company car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it puts a smile on your dial unlike anything Honestly, else. Honestly, when I was filming you blokes and you guys were next to me and I was in the 507, I think. Yeah, yeah. I was. And you're just sitting there and it's just cruising and you two look like you could just touch the ground. Literally. And yeah. you're just cruising along and then, you know, you pulled away and it seemed to pull away nicely and then I sort of get up to you and then I just saw it and I'm going... Yeah, that looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. Just pure yeah. analogue driving. 100%, yeah. That's and it just, yeah. this is the biggest thing for me when I got from the Elfin into the Porsche to drive to the Cars of Coffee was it just... It felt like a big fat All cat. of that fizz and fun and stuff, regardless of the actual dynamics of the car and how it felt different. Yeah. Just getting in it and pulling away, there was none of that energy yeah. you know in yeah. the air is like excitedness yeah. you know yeah the elephant is just a fun thing so maybe an caterham on track on the limit is just electric and especially so the 620 a lot of value the 620r has a bonkers turbocharged engine in it and a sequential gearbox what is it a toyota four cylinder and i think it's ford ford oh, ZTEC or yeah, something, something yeah, yeah, yeah. Two turbo. yeah i can't remember exactly how much horsepower but it's 620 horsepower per ton so it's a lot it's a of lot. power. It's a, a lot. lot of power. And you watch onboard videos of them and it literally looks like they're in an LMP2 car. It's like, bah, 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 really? in a road car. It's Single nuts. seater. No, 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 no two-seater. Two, just Caterham. Oh, sorry, Caterham. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, of course, so yeah. yeah. Two, but, yeah, they look mental. So, it must be the most energetic, terrifying, hair-raising. Full experience. Yeah, just... Yeah, it must just because there's a lot of stuff out there like you know, know Porsches and AMGs that are faster around a track that's or whatever else case may call. be. But that must be the that's most big call, exhilarating car. It's a huge call, isn't it, mate? That's a big. I really want to drive now that I've had the Elfin experience. I understand what that is, and and there's no and, budget in this thing. It's just fucking whatever car. Correct. Yeah. So it's a big call, isn't it? It's a very big call. It's very. I, I need to drive a Caterham, and that's a big company calling that. Huge. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. These, these things must be different gravy. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I need to drive one. Yeah, well, I'd like to see the response what people say about that. Yeah. I, yeah, because it's very never, left field. I would never... I would have picked a fucking Lotus over a fucking Caterham. Even. Yeah, yeah. Not even a fucking Cup fucking exceeds 2 fucking Ford. Yeah, exactly right, yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I would never have picked that. Yeah. No fucking way. I mean, I, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, it's crazy. I just thought they would have picked their GD3 RS or fucking, I mean, uh, anyway, shit. Okay, cool. Wow. Okay. I'd be going to Valkyrie, hands down. Well, I mean. Road registered Valkyrie is the most 
batshit crazy thing but ever road made. made in Australia. Nothing's nothing road registrable in Australia. No. No, none of the hypercars are road I mean, We saw Tony Quinn take his Valkyrie out. Vulcan. That's a Vulcan. Sorry, no, Vulcan. Sorry, that's yeah. right. There was that's the, a sorry, track no, only car, that Vulcan, one. yeah. That yeah, thing that's was a track epic. only, yeah. We saw that. Yeah. January, we're going, January, we're going New Zealand for a big big round at Hampton Downs and we're going to be seeing Tony and all that there. Oh, but, cool. Yeah, so we're going, we're talking about it today, uh, talking about it at Bathurst. That for one of Will Kitching's rounds? No. Well, it's a combination of a few things with our mate from Sydney and, um, and Perry with all the oh, yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. There were a few things we were doing with them. So, yeah, and I said, yeah, no, we'll go with a few of the boys and we'll do some good branding. I mean, yeah, we've got to go over there anyways because New Zealand sort of, as much as the market's fucked over there too but in saying it we've got some epic cars and the joints grouse little place maybe put some social posts out there on the little setup we got there now so we can see the little setup with the yeah i think yeah liam sort of yeah got the signage going up and that so yeah that'll be good gotta do another trip before we go so wow fucking valkyrie yeah the vulcan yeah that'll be that was epic that sound especially in the valley there oh yeah fucking hell mate fuck that that was the first time i've ever seen one in battle on the road on the track yeah yeah, yeah, that sounded amazing. That V12 nuts. Imagine driving one. Imagine driving a Valkyrie on the road. Just you know what? New Zealand, you probably could. I mean, the shit. That yeah, you, do you probably there, could. Yeah, fucking yeah. anything. So yeah, yeah that's crazy. Yeah. And as quick on. Here's the thing about the Valkyrie. On Cup Twos, Cup Two yeah. R's, road legal tires. Yeah. It'll do the same lap time as an LMP2 car. Around on slicks. I don't around, know what. Whichever circuit. track or whatever, but that is ridiculous pace. Ridiculous pace. Fuck. And then the Valkyrie AMR Pro, which is the Valkyrie with yeah. slicks and bigger yeah. wings, Hulkenberg said that it is the closest thing to an F1 car he's ever driven. Who was driving it? Fucking Maxime was driving one on the road. Yeah, and he was yeah. driving and I saw it. I saw that. And I was just hoping he'd yeah. stack it. And it looks insane. Like, they're wearing headphones oh, on mate. the road. Like, yeah, it's nuts. On. It it's is nuts. nuts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it but is. Still, just... As a track car. Come on, man. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, that's yeah. Next time cool. I drive the elephant on the road, I'm putting my helmet on, my race car helmet on. It needs it. It needs it. You know, you know that episode of Top Gear where Clarkson's driving the aerial. Yeah, ladder. that's right. You put that on. Yeah, yeah. It's, that, it's yeah. like driving the windscreen. The I windscreen has had it. some research and development to stop the air coming some. into the cabin. Mind you, we are also driving with the doors off, so there's a massive hole well, inside of the cabin. Not that you call them cover. doors. They're no, fucking covers. Little they're covers. Velcro fucking little covers yeah. that sit on the top there, which yeah. may stop a fly. Yeah, but you, you, when you drive the elephant, like your eyes start to dry out from the wind. <laughs> I've got to drive it. I haven't driven it oh, anywhere. It's so I just fucking much burned fun. up and down the street. And it that is was it. so much fun. I should take Sienna to school. Oh yeah. Don't know where to fucking put the school bags. Yeah, well, yeah. You can put Every, an A4 everywhere. folder with about that much paper in it in the back. Literally. That's Literally, it. yeah. There That's is it. no storage. There's I've been nothing. putting everything in the passenger footwell. <laughs> yeah. But then it's terrifying because the door pocket. <clears throat> so if you're sitting, if I'm sitting in an elephant, sorry to everyone who's listening and not watching. If you're on Spotify or YouTube. Just picture it. You can actually watch on Spotify. Yes. The video's there. So when you're sitting in the elephant, the door line comes down to your knee and then actually comes across... Below your yeah. your thigh line, like the side of the car is below your leg line, so you almost feel like you're gonna fall, fall out. out. Of it. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird sensation. You're definitely bolted in there. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. But that's but it's that low, right? Where, where was I going? I've totally lost my train of thought um, here. Fuck the fine, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what shit! Were what were we talking about? The, the door elephant, pockets. the door pocket, driving yeah. on the elephant on the road. I've completely lost it. 
We'll get back. The viewers there. will be screaming at me. We'll be there. We'll get but back. But yeah, I'm sure you knew that you were going to connect the point I was going to make anyway. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So <laughs> wind gets in there a lot. It was dry eyed. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yes. but it's so much fun. It is. Yeah, so no, I've much got to drive. I haven't driven it at any length. That's right. That's yeah. what I was saying. So <laughs> we got back there. So that door pocket comes down so low, but below your knee line, effectively. Yeah. That you put anything in that footwell, it's come out. and it's half a foot away from going straight out the side of the car. You know, <laughs> like, like it's really got to make sure that like you've got a jacket or something, and you've like tucked the jacket in around everything in there so it doesn't fall out. There is nothing in the boot. That you, no, it's, nothing. It's, it's actually enough yeah, just yeah. to put those little fucking sides. The, the door pockets in, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it, and then it's full. Yeah, it's definitely not a So basically a, a, a newspaper folded in half, and that's about it. You couldn't fit a backpack in the boot? Backpack? No. Couldn't fit a backpack course. inside the fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> it is pure purpose built yeah, it's just a toy. for one yeah. reason. Yeah, it's just a toy. But, God, it's fun. Yeah, you know, you know, get up in the morning early, get out on the Great Ocean Road and just... Yeah, have a bit of a cruise, bit of go fun, lunch, cruise, lunch, and then drive yeah, back. No. That's it. No, you're not stopping to run errands on the way home because you got no space. Yeah. <laughs> and you no, can't lock no. the car. So if you're you driving can't. with... If I'm driving with my camera bag, I can't stop anywhere. And you can't. Like, no, you, just, you can't lock it. There's nothing. It's, it's just nothing. a shell with wheels. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it's a little fun factory. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm going to drive it. Yeah, so I really do want to drive a caterham. I need to figure out who in Australia has a caterham and ask if I can take uh, the drive. Caterham owners, give us a call. Want to drive the elephant and the caterham back to back and yeah. just see the differences between 100%, the two. Yeah. We'll even do a road test mm. on the two. Yeah. You drive your caterham, we'll drive the elephant, then we'll swap, yeah. and then we'll make a comparison. Sounds so contact us, please. Yeah. That'll be cool. Done. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, best supercar. Oh, well, fuck me. How many I mean, choices? I don't know. What the fuck? There's one. There's five one, years. There, there's one coming out every week. There is at the moment. Honestly, but, it's but a joke. all the new ones are crap. So. Oh, look. The only thing I would say, me personally, just go. Oh, that's a good shout. That's a good shout. Couldn't that's say just go. Car. Just go yeah. extreme. Ult, ultimate. What is the fuck? The they changed the name. With the wing, or um, the high speed one with no wing. The high. Sp- I actually like the wing. I think it just looks fucking insane. The wing. Yeah. And. Yeah, that's me. That just shits on everything. Christian yeah. von Koenigsegg yeah. always said it, and I was privileged to fucking look after it for Aussie New Zealand. And when you got immersed in the brand and having, you know, I feel very privileged that you know, we've been around P1s and LaFerraris and 918s and all that sort of shit. It's another level, mate. Honestly, yeah. just he's another level, mate. He is such yeah. a brilliant man in all aspects the car yeah i wouldn't even fucking think twice i just just go i'm done yeah but i wouldn't buy one here i'd keep it overseas because of our tax system yeah fucking too expensive yeah yeah, yeah. just keep yeah, it there yeah if yeah. i can afford a yesco then i can afford to go overseas and yeah, yeah. and it's cc that's it. cc850 is just a manual yesco so fuck yeah take that you know what i mean but i just i think i would i wouldn't buy it because that gearbox and that development of what he has done is so amazing yeah that gearbox, it doesn't matter what gear, it yeah, just yeah, goes yeah. back from right. sixth to second. It just, yeah. He's brilliant, man. So for he me, is. yeah, that's that's the car. What would you? Yep. Uh, GMA T50. And the thing Fuck is, if, yeah, I if the, T, about if the it, but Gordon yeah. didn't exist, yeah. I would be picking something from 15 years ago, something like an F50 that was manual and raw and you know everything else. I know, but the I GMA exists. That. I thought that. And that's a problem. But I just, car. but you know, when you go a supercar, is meant to do super speeds and it's meant to be stable and it's meant to be secure. Not that the GMA isn't, but an F50 
you shit yourself. I've been in F40 at speed and I was fucking shitting myself because it. it's just, yeah, man, you're, there's, you're not walking away from anything, mate. You hit No, speed. yeah, no, you're, you're done. You're fucking yeah. dead. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, it's just the technology. I just think it's just the technology. I mean, like, you know, just, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, for me, that's it. And, I mean, yeah, I know the GMA, like, that's fucking amazing, you know, the fucking technology that he's built and the V10, that Cosworth engine and... That's the V12, yeah. so the Cosworth engine and, you know, six-speed manual. I mean, like, wow, you know, that's special, yeah. but... No, to me, the kind of sick. What did they fucking put? Carrera GT. Mm. Porsche Carrera GT, which is... It's just an epic engine. Oh, it's an epic and we, car. We, I mean, we had a few of yeah. those there, but... And manual gearbox. So good yeah. on these guys. And I do have to admit, that oh, lovely all wood. All the supercars, manual gearbox supercar. Good choice. Well done. Fuck. Yeah. Interesting, eh? Fuck it. Who fucking came up with these fucking choices? Someone who likes my taste in cars, apparently. Oh, mate, you know, fuck, okay. <laughs> I mean, I like them, but, fuck, I don't know, man. I just didn't see those. Fuck, that catering fucking threw me. Fuck. <laughs> fuck it out. Anyways, okay. Yeah, curious, eh? Wow. Fuck, okay. Yeah. What was it again? The fucking, what they call it? What did they say? The best supercar? The fucking... The Carrera GT. They, that's what they said, Career GT. Yeah, Porsche Career GT. Yeah, yeah. Which is also being called like the Widowmaker rights and stuff. Apparently, I it's mean, well, that's what that fucking Paul Walker fucking died in, yeah. the poor bloke. Yeah, that was just old tyres. That was. That was just yeah. That was yeah. fucked. Yeah. Wow. Fuck. Okay. Fuck. All right. Yeah. Anyways, next one. Of well, that's cars. it, isn't it? Oh, no, there's more. There's more. There's more. What else? We got? I'm sure they got an SUV. No. no. Oh, I thought they would have an SUV. Right, got one more. To category. me, that'd be Range Rover. Range one one more category, and it's real Range Rover, not the fucking discos with dresses. <laughs> Which is what a Range Rover Sport is—a disco with a dress. It always has been. They are nice, but you get a Range Rover, you got to get a real Range Rover, like the proper yeah, Vogue, yeah. the real Range Rovers. Yeah. To me, that's oh yeah, but the airbag spins are fucked, and yeah, I know, but fuck, so is fucking other shit. It's just, they're just <laughs> that's the I think Range Rover. I always said Range Rovers to me. All right, last category: best sports car. Huh. Best sports car because we've done supercar, oh. we've done track car. Now best to me, sports okay, car. best sports car all around for me. Nine nine two turbo S. That's a supercar. That's a supercar. That's a six hundred fifty horsepower weapon. That's a supercar. Yeah, I know, but if I pulled up at the fucking lights. And some fucking tool turns up in his SF90. That's more of looks like a supercar than but a Porsche I'd turbo. I'd say the SF90 is borderline hypercar. Turbo's a supercar. The SF90 is a hypercar. I know, but how, then... how, hold on. How much retail is a 992 Turbo S? Captain's car thing was about seven something. That's a supercar. That's not a sports car. $700,000 is not a sports car. <laughs> oh, don't buy one new. <laughs> but it's also, it depends on where you are in life. You asked me this fucking 10, 12, 15 years ago, I'm a single bloke fucking on the tear. Fuck, I'm so totally different. 
now, you know, family guy, got a young kid. Yeah, it's You just think, you know, well, I need something that, you know, they can enjoy or they can come with me or something. So that's yeah, why. Yeah, for sure. But for, for sure, me, for sure. I mean. No, sure. I'm going to turn you down a notch. It can't be a turbo S. It's got to be something oh, less fuck. horsepower, less money. All right, just a fucking normal turbo. <laughs> a 991 turbo. Okay, I'll accept. I don't turbo. I'll, for if, it's, if it has to be a Porsche, I'll accept a Cayman or a Boxster. Just, not a 911. Why? A 911 turbo. A 911 Carrera is a sports car. But a Turbo S is a supercar. All right, I'll drop the S. I'll just get fucking Turbo. Who's still fucking? <laughs> what would you? They're supercar because they're supercar killers with practicality. Help me out here, audience. Is a Porsche Turbo a supercar? I don't know. It depends on what you look at it. Some guys think a fucking F40 is a supercar. It and is. Fucking, I mean, it was back in the day, but fucking most hot hatches will beat them. Really? An F40? Made off the fucking lights. Maybe a top end, you know, a different story because, you know, 220 miles an hour, hot hatch ain't going to do that. No. But, you know, fucking, mate, I've been privileged I've driven an F4. They're fucking buckets of shit. What? They're just old, clunky, they're grass because that's what I love about them. You drive it compared to a new thing, yeah. I love them because oh, yeah, I like yeah, that yeah, old yeah, analogue yeah. and the turbo boost. Yeah, yeah, if you're yeah. not ready, fuck it, you're going to end up in a tree. And it's just raw, it's fucking chicken wire in the back there, the build quality you got about as much build quality as fucking, fucking H&I H Homes. You know, like, there's just nothing left. You know what I mean? Like, just, it's terrible. But in saying it, that's what you love about them. Because mm. they're raw and you know it's going to kill you. That's yeah. why I love the old V12 Lambos. They're fucking axe murderers. They just, you know, you make a mistake and it's going to bite you. The new ones, like I said, I can be drinking, having a fucking coffee, having a smoke, Bluetooth on. Fucking just cruising around, sitting in 40-degree temperatures, sitting on the Westgate Bridge doing nothing, and the car will sit it cold, everything working fine, and on a V12 Lamborghini. That shouldn't have all those tic-tics. Yeah, it yeah, shouldn't. Yeah. It shouldn't. <coughs> it should yeah. be yelling and screaming at you, going, yeah. what are you doing here? And Yeah, no. So, I don't know. No, that's, no. What would you choose? Well, Pissing Heads have picked for me because they chose a Lotus Elise. <laughs> no, no, now that's a sports. You car. can't, mate. How the fuck can you do that? You can't. You can't say that. <laughs> I, I want to know who's fucking come up with these fucking things. Seriously, I'm all for lotuses. Like I said, man, I, I'm, I love Lotus Elise. I love. I want to buy an SC. But really, twenty five years? Nah, that's fucking horseshit. No, you can't. That's you can't. No way. And you can't tell me your choice would be in a Lotus Elise as a sports car. You can't. You're not allowed to fucking say that. You can't. Well, look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think I can. I think it's a great car, but... I have driven, over my years at Lorbeck and my years here, a lot of different things. Oh, you've driven a lot of shit. And I have never driven anything that I've had less complaints with than my Elise. Just it does everything better than anything else for what I'm looking for. Uh, fuck, I don't know. If you're gonna go fucking Lotus, go fucking sports car. Well, go fuck. I'd call it a Series Three Exige. I would call a sports car. Yeah, that's the that's the. But that's, that's like borderline supercar. It's real close. You reckon Series Three Elise? No, Exige. 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 They're four hundred thirty horsepower ish. That's what we've had here. Those ones, the yeah, those ones, ones, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. I think the world still technically classes them as sports cars, but they're pretty. 
they're on a track there, like two seconds a, off a GT3 RS. I think so. to me that's a track car. I see that yeah. as a track car. Yeah, okay, it's a sports car, it's registered, but... No, no, fuck. See, that's what I mean. The interpretations are so fucking different. Yeah, 100%. I want to see what fucking people say. Oh, I reckon it be such a diverse range of fucking answers mm. to these questions. Yeah. Fuck, I wouldn't have picked that. Nah, fuck. <laughs> like I said, I love Lotuses, but I, yeah, I would have picked something. Yeah, sports car, like I said, to me, I just think, yeah, or GT3 Touring. That's a supercar. It's not a GT3 Touring. It's not. That is a supercar. No. A GT3. I just sold Robert a fucking one of my best clients in Sydney's beautiful client. Fuck, he bought a lot of cars with me. I just sold them a GT3 Touring 19. That's a supercar. Yeah. The one you drive. That's a fucking sports car, mate. That's not a supercar. Mate, that's a supercar. That fucking 765 is a fucking supercar. A GT3. is a supercar. A GT3 Touring. That's a supercar. Really? Yeah, mate. Really? I yeah. don't see that as a supercar. I don't see that as... I what? Just, I don't see that as a supercar. I just see that as a fucking grouse, all-round, fun, manual GT3. I think it's grouse. I just would, think... Would you call a GT3 RS a supercar? <sighs> borderline because of what it is you're and what on it a competes different in. planet mate why <laughs> I, I don't know see to me see to me supercars has become such a loose fucking term a supercar to me is holy shit Batman like it's just <laughs> what the fuck so, so you don't think the supercars because they're only 500 horsepower and they don't feel that fast to me again like I said to you if I rocked up in my fucking 991 turbo and some fucking idiot turns up in his fucking Lamborghini, okay? Everyone's gonna go, ah, oh, supercar Lamborghini. Yeah. I'll fucking eat the bloke for fucking breakfast, lunch, and dinner yeah. in my turbo. Yeah. And when he's on the side of the road shitting itself, fucking, I'll be driving past going, yeah, mate. And I'll just keep going. To me, that's why I don't see it as a supercar, even though it will eat most supercars. That's what I love about it. That's why I go, I don't know, that's my interpretation. I don't think I've got enough fucking runs on the board to fucking say how I feel. <laughs> yeah. So for me, that's how I see it. And to me, I see the Aventador like sure. that as more a super car. Yeah. I think so. That's my humble opinion. 765, 675, 650, that to me is super car. Don't classify that as a sports car the way I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, for and sure. And the way I been in the industry a fucking long time and I see how people's interpretations of what they claim to be a super car. So most people pull, most people get crazy when they see the McLarens or that sort of shit or the XU220 90 supercar. But then you look at the fucking Turbo S next to it and it doesn't seem like it's a supercar and that will pretty much eat most things in this whole fucking char room, that Turbo S. Yeah, so, so I'd call it supercar. But isn't it so... Under the radar when you yes, park it, it is under that's the radar. why I yes. classify it more as a sports car. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Than a supercar. I get what you're saying. Well, you think about it. We'll hold the fucking thing the next time here, whenever, and we'll go to people. What do you call that? Sports car, supercar. What do you call that? Sports car, Ooh. supercar. And I reckon Ooh. it'll be quite interesting. The fucking comments. I'd love to know. I think it'll be interesting. I can't believe you got a GT3, a sports car though. Oh my god. I call that a sports car. I don't know. I just call that a sports car. What would you classify a 570s as? McLaren 570s. I wouldn't fucking buy one. I don't even like it. <laughs> Sports car or supercar? Well, see, it's McLaren, so it has that fucking theatre and that. Yeah, I agree. I, I would have called it a supercar. So you would yeah. automatically go supercar. Yeah. Because, you know, Porsche, I don't know, like, you know, you call a Maserati supercar? No. Fucking idiots do. No. It's not a fucking supercar, Maserati Grand Turismo or no. something like that. It's not a supercar. MC3 is not a supercar. MC20. MC20 is? is. Yep. 
MC20. Apparently it's a fucking bucket of crap, but yeah. Yeah. For a car that fucking everyone was waiting on, there's a fucking lot on the market, mate. Yeah. Fuck it hell. Yeah. Can't believe it. I reckon the, all the allocation of the orders for Australia on the fucking market. What would you call a C7 Corvette? I'd call a C8. C8 Corvette. I'd call a C8. So they're calling it a supercar, but I'd call it a sports car. Now, I fucking totally forgot about that car, and I would probably even think of that car because the C8 is a fucking amazing car. The reason why I wouldn't choose that is because of the practicality of the two seats. Yeah, for sure. So that's the only reason why. Yeah. Um, but I think the C8, and I've said it from the first one we had, mate, that to me is the best car value for money on the market sadly it's getting expensive the z06 which we'll probably walk away from that order if we can get it or not that's fucking three hundred and fifty thousand dollars now it's, it's still, still very cheap compared it's to... still compared to your ferraris and all that sort of stuff yeah. but it's fucking amazing but you know you go well is it borderline super or is it sports? I don't know. Z06 it's a fucking Z06 is a supercar, man. That's yeah. a pretty fucking hectic animal. But it has such good road manners, you know what I mean? And that's the thing. The yeah. road reports are amazing on that car. Yeah. It's fucking yeah. amazing. So I don't know. That's a – yeah, I don't know. I think that's a big call. That's so interesting. Big call, man. That is so But again, see, this is the love of this particular part of the industry. Everyone's different opinions on how they get there. That's why I'd be curious to see what the audience would think about their, what their definition of these answers to their questions would be quite interesting. Like I said, well, our next one will be the massive cars and coffee, but I'd like to walk around in the car park and just ask people, okay, what do you think of that? What do you classify that as? Yeah. That's what we'll do because it's going to be a pretty fucking hectic. Di- I mean, there's always a hectic, diverse range, but yeah. I think this time will be more because there'll be a few more crowds that probably wouldn't normally come because we're probably different to their scene. Yeah. But because of who we're having and because it's so universal, I think we'll get a few different cars that we wouldn't normally get. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, yeah I'm going to ask people that because that just shows how much diversity there is in 100%. Even you and I are both quite similar, and even still, we're there's so just, different. Yeah, different opinions of what you. What it does for you. Yeah, exactly. And that's why right. I said to people, yeah. okay, mate, everyone's opinion matters because that's what that does for you. Yeah. I may not see that because you have a different interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, some people say to me, why are you so die hard on certain brands of cars? Well, one, I've been privileged to drive pretty much everything. So I can make a good synopsis of what works for me. And there's so many people out there that, as you said, you don't meet your heroes because you'd be disappointed when you do with yeah. these cars and they see that with people like Fuck, I expected more mm. what did you expect I don't know I know what you mean yeah you're like I don't know I just expected something but it mm. wasn't there yeah you know what I mean yeah interesting yeah very... Fuck, okay cool yeah well interestingly enough I just picked up the Elise from well dad actually picked it up from the workshop it's just had a shorter ratio steering rack and so um, what one to one sort of like we two so two, it takes it from takes from 2.8 turns lock to lock so 1.4 yep. each way yep to 2.4 turns which doesn't sound like a lot but it would be a bit but of oh difference. my god yeah. it feels like it's halved yeah. the steering ratio it's Bananas. Because you spend so much time with the car, you really know it too, so you'd notice the difference. 100%. It, yeah. It's Honestly, it's hard to drive in a straight line. 
because it's that much because you drive along and, and it's just the tiniest twitchy hand. All of a sudden, you're very across the lane. It's nuts. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Get, get used to that. Yeah. Inputs change yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And we also had the larger camber steering arms put in the tire rod ends, which connect to the top of the uprights, which control how much camber you have. So I've got no more bump steer and I've got shorter steering rack. Everything's brand new. It feels oh, wow. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. feels awesome. I just wasn't ready for how big of a difference a shorter ratio steering rack makes. Really? The car just feels alert and darty and really? it's crazy Not the difference twitchy? it's made. Not twitchy. No, I reckon if you're going really hard on a track, it probably would feel a little bit twitchy. But the arms eliminate the bump steer, so it's really yeah, solid. Yeah, okay, so, so it's fat yeah, and sticky. Yeah. yeah, interesting, hey? Shorter steering rack. I do... Look, I've only driven it for 20 minutes to get here, but so far, I recommend it. difference. Yeah, I like it. I like it. The car feels nuts. Really? The car feels nuts, yeah. Yeah. Back okay. Very cool. Get it out in Winton. Oh. So it would be different, yeah. Well, I mean... All my track time's taken up by the hyper racing now. Yeah, I don't really get to get the lowest. Yeah, once you've track got it, I mean, again, I don't have a track car yet, anyways. But again, from clients, I mean, it's like, yeah, once you've got your track car, you just go, well, no, I'm not gonna. It's like the guys who race the bikes. Like, mate, it's like you know, got mates who race bikes, and then they raced in the '86 or like the yeah, like the, right. Well, and they're like, it's just different. It just doesn't matter, mate. It's just yeah. totally, totally different the bikes. Yeah, okay. yeah, they're just fucking there. Yeah. Like, yeah, I suppose it is true. It's just that next level of just, fuck. I'd love to ride a bike on track. Yeah, man, I'd love to have had that skill set to be able to, yeah, that would be amazing. It really would. It really would. Just the fucking... Yeah, to learn how to lean the bike over and get your weight over on the side of it. It just looks like so much fun. They're leaning over that much. They're fucking rubbing the shoulder. Shoulder down. Oh, my God. I can't fucking believe it. It's nuts, isn't it? It's fucking amazing. Yeah. And those bikes... Mate, those like they, they like hunker down like the way the bike yeah, sits. Yeah, yeah, so they don't, yeah. Uh-huh. And it just sits flat. Like just yeah, it's nuts. fucking yeah. goes. It looks awesome. The technology on these things is yeah. amazing. Yeah, it looks so cool. Oh, yeah, yeah I'd love. Good. I'd love to go and buy a six thousand dollar CBR six hundred or something, just to use on track. Just yeah, to use on track because yeah, yeah. riding on the road is so freaking nah, dangerous. Nah, it's too, not it's interested. Not it, but go to a track day where it's bikes only, everyone's spread out. There's water barriers along the sides, so yeah, you know if you come off, you're not going to die. Yeah, no, unless no, you're doing no. Mark Jesus. Yeah, you know? well. And just go and have fun, learn how to like, lean it over. You don't have to worry about oil and bumps and leaves and sticks on the road because you're on a track. It's the same every lap. <laughs> you know what the conditions are like. Yeah, with that car you just learn to. Oh god, yeah. that would just be so much fun. Yeah. Love it. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Well, that's probably a good segue. How we're looking for time. Oh, we're nearly done. Okay. So we quickly go through a question that we had from Instagram. Mm. I'll see if I can find the name before it's from here. Sam Alfonso has said, love the show, boys. He actually asked on YouTube. Love the show, boys. Would Thank love you, to sir. see a podcast on going to the track for beginners. What to watch out for and do, cast setup, etc. And this is cool because there's a lot to learn. People don't realise that much, how much is actually involved. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So what car have you got? Are you looking at potentially what car you want to buy for track work or are you just going to take what you have? Yeah. The two biggest things are, and it's it sounds painfully obvious, but it is so unbelievably true, brakes and tyres. So factory brakes from most manufacturers are just not up to 
scratch in terms of their ability to deal with endurance and building up heat over time. Yeah. Classic example, both my Megan and my old BRZ that I had. Oh, yeah. I've had those both on the track. And at my pace, going at full tilt, I will get a lap and a half yeah, before no brakes, brakes are done. Yeah. Don't literally won't pull the car yeah. up anymore. Yeah, but um, a lap and a half, right? A and and if you're coming from obviously track days for beginners, he's saying. So if you're coming from never having experienced a lot of the things that cars do when they are on the edge and that sort mm, of stuff, mm. then running into brake fade unprepared is one of the most terrifying yeah, things yourself. you can ever deal with. So step one. The discs, factory discs are normally okay. Change your pads. Go mm. and get some half-decent pads. I'm not really going to recommend brands because there's a thousand different ones out there. Some work better with light cars, heavier yeah. cars, whatever the case yeah, may it be. It comes down what you're driving. Do your, you're exactly yeah. right. Do your own research. The big one is high-temp fluid because you can even have the you yeah. know, best pads in the world, but if you are rocking around in something that's 1,600, 1,700 kilos, cooking, you are just going to bore that brake fluid. So yeah. high-temp brake fluid. Yeah. That's mm. the thing you should see in the like, we do charity drive days or when we've done drive days down especially the island. People rock up in their normal, <coughs> mate, I'll say it, normal AMGs or M's and they haven't prepared it. Nah. They've driven it and then the fucking thing is cooked. Yeah, 100%. No yeah. brakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. transmission oil is yeah. bubbling. Like yeah. The thing is Factory cars cooked. are not, not designed. They're not, it, it as doesn't much as take... they fucking claim, oh, I'll take it out of the track. Yeah, yeah. Nah. Mate, horse nah. shit, yeah, mate. Yeah, These cars yeah. aren't really prepared for that. Yeah, And they're yeah, not. Yeah, You've yeah, got to do yeah. a few changes. And all out. of the, when a new car comes out for a lease and they give it to press and they go to do a track day with the new M3 or whatever and they're driving on a track, those are prepped cars. Those are correct, mate. Cars. Correct. Um, you go and take a factory M3 off the tr- off the production line, and you'll get three, four, five laps, yep. and the brakes are cooked. Yeah, smoke and tires, and yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and the car will just have yeah um, struggle with it. The one important thing to note with brake fluid, dot four is the standard. If you're thinking about tracking, I would recommend, especially if you're doing you know 15, 20 minute sessions and you're starting to build up a fair bit of pace, mm. I would recommend something higher than dot four. I can't remember exactly what the Fahrenheit temperature of dot four is, but go up to a 525 degree Fahrenheit or even a, I've got 600 degree Fahrenheit in the Lotus. The, the um, fluid temperature. Yep, yep. Yep. The crucial thing is the higher temperature rating of the fluid, the more hydroscopic it is, which means collects water and water compresses and boils with not good to have in your brake lines. Mm. So the higher temperature fluid, the more often the fluid needs to be flushed out and changed. 600 Fahrenheit was recommended like every six months or something completely flushing the brake fluid out of the car. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it was even less than that. Yeah. So it's a bit of a balance and this is a lot of the things with performance track driving. It's just balanced, you know, Higher performance things degrade at a faster rate. Sure. So where's that limit of how much performance you want versus how long do you want things to last? Um, and this is the other question is, is your car a 90% road used car that you occasionally go and do track? Correct. Or is it, yeah, exactly I've got my own right. track yeah. car, which yeah. is purely for the track yeah. and that's it. Yeah. So there's a yeah. difference, obviously. I mean, you've got to have kept that set up and a lot of people don't realise that and they just... I can fry my track days. Yep, exactly right. So even standard dot floor fluid is hydroscopic. So you go and drive old cars that haven't had, you know, major service or look at in a long time and they'll have soft brake pedals and stuff. And that's because the lines are just full of air and water. So start with dot four, 
If you're going for your first track day, maybe consider learning how to bleed the brakes or going to a mechanic and just asking them purely just to bleed the brakes. It won't cost very much, but it does need to be done every one, two years sort of thing to keep that pedal feeling firm, which is very important on track. Mm. Start with dot four for your first day. Be looking to feel for brake fade. And if, you run into, if you're going fast enough to run into that wall, upgrade your fluid for the next one. You, you can just feel out where you're at. And then we got tires, obviously. And there is nothing worse, you've probably experienced this, nothing worse than driving a road car on track with road tires and every corner is just... And all the understeer in the world and you're just plowing through corners and you're just going, this does not feel good at all. You just feel like you're destroying the car, destroying the tires. You're not having fun because the car has no grip. It's not a fun experience. Yeah, um, no confidence in it. You yeah, can't throw it in. You think exactly you go right, fucking yeah. straight off. Yeah, exactly can't. right. Yeah, and it's not just a matter of pure performance and lap time. It's no. a matter of performance and driving. Uh, driving a car with suboptimal tires, it's just not an enjoyable experience on track. It really isn't. No. Trying to turn into corners and that noise, that scraping, rubbing, as you're coming around corners, it's yeah, just not it's just fun. Not fun. And a proper set of. Um, of Michelin Cut 2Rs or, or 76 like AR1s, they don't make that noise. They do not make no, that noise. No. Even when you push them right to the edge, they do not make that noise. So good tires. And I recommend good tires for the road anyway. Driving in the rain, all that sort of stuff. People you need a good set of tires for a safe car. Every car here, every car has the factory spec tires. And it doesn't matter if it's my fucking, if it's the cheapest car in the joint, to the dearest Calvis. The, these manufacturers build these cars and they have certain tyres for the load rating, the power rating, the torque rating, and they're designed. And when people go cut corners and I see them, they put these cheap shit fucking tyres. Yeah. And I'm going, one, it's not right for the car. It looks like it's wrong. Two, you've, you've, you've change the dynamics of the car because that tyre is nowhere near as integral as it should be for that. And that's, I mean, like, again, I can only go on examples and because I carry a lot of AMG, old AMG I've owned, and like, you know, talking thousand fucking newton metre torque gearboxes yeah. and all that factory. There's only two brands of tyres they run, either a Conti or a Michi, and that's because they're certain brand that they fucking recommend yeah. for that car. Yeah. Always, even my old fucking thirty six C thirty six got the proper factory Continentals on yep. it. One, it looks good because it's the actual tire that fit for the yeah. offset of the rim, yep. and it sits right. And it's been designed to set the spring calibration and all that's been designed on those cars. And yep. people will forget they got fucking like twenty inch wheels or twenty one inch wheels on these cars. It actually fucks them. Yep. Might look good, but it actually fucks the ride. They're not yeah. designed for that. Yeah, no. Yep. All the, the tolerance and all of those things. Yep. The most brilliant minds have built these suspensions set up. And you fuck it totally by putting oversized than factory would offer. Otherwise, they'd offer you a 21-inch wheel on certain cars. Yeah. But they don't. They might go to a 20 or a 19 because that's the most you should have for that setup. And that's what people forget that. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's just it's designed for a reason. Yeah. And that's crucial. Yeah, tyres, fuck me. That's yeah. the most crucial yeah, thing. Yeah, it's massive. So, yeah, obviously, you can look at what tyres your car comes with from factory, but chances are half of those options even then might not be a track spec tire. So you still, what would I recommend? If you're, again, we're we're talking about a beginner here. So if you're a beginner who's coming to your first track day, even if you're going to do a couple of track days a year, you're still 90 degree, sorry, you're still 90% road use with your car, right? Correct. So you don't want to be going something that you're going to get 5,000 Ks out of life because that's just pointless. pointless. So what do we recommend? 
up until recently, I would have said a Bridgestone Potenza RE003. I think that's a great tyre. Marty Carmos recommended it for the longest time. They had a partnership with Bridgestone. I ran it on all my hot hatches and I thought it was the best tyre ever mm. until I put a brand new set on the Lotus. And I, I'd done a full set on the Lotus previously and I thought they were awesome on the Lotus, loved them. Brand new set on the car and I did one reefed and run on a semi-warm day and we're going pretty hard. We're going pretty hard. Probably one of the hardest runs I've ever done up reefed and spur. Yeah. And I baked them. Really? I cooked. completely baked them. And now oh. I've got this set of RE003s that are... 80% tread. Is that the maybe a bit harsh for those particular just, just overheated track them. Tires. Just, just overheated them. Just yeah. absolutely cooked the shit out of them. And it's, that showed me that they are not built for the temperature ratings of track properly. And you hear, you hear people say that they use them on track, but as far as I'm concerned, on road, even though we are going hard on the road, you still never, ever go as hard on a mountain road as you do on the track. Yeah, of course. Even on a mountain road, I still managed to bake these tyres. And now they look fine. They've got crap loads of tread yeah. some points you can still see the like the colored markings on them like they're yeah. that fresh and they have no grip really especially in the rain in the, they have the like slicks in the rain now wow. the, it's like the grooves do nothing the, the, the rubber compound itself has just, just gone concrete so i've lost faith in in the re003 up until this point they've been fantastic so if you're not driving as hard as i am which is sometimes yeah. pretty bloody hard <laughs> then they'll probably be all right but now, if when people ask me this question, I recommend a Michelin Pilot Sport 4S. That seems to be the tire to go for. I think they've released a Pilot Sport 5, not a 5S. Uh, but yeah, 4S, you can still get them readily available for most cars. Gordon Murray T50 comes with Pilot yeah. Sport 4Ss. Yeah. And that's the go-to middle ground between performance, tire life and wear, how long you get out. Because yeah. they are still a... They are not a like a cup to a track focused tire. They're not, they are a performance road tire, Yeah. Um, but they've got all of that cup two technology in them to be able to be used on track. But they're, they are one of the highest rated tires of everything in the wet. They're just awesome. That Pilot Sport 4S is the tire. Really? Yeah, it is the tire to have, yeah. Yeah, I've had to pick again. That'd be the one, that'd be the one. And then there's only one option for me for track semi-slicks. AR1s because they're so cheap. Yeah, okay, they're so yeah. cheap. The There's better tyres out. The, uh, the Yoki's? No. Yokohama Advan yeah. AR1s, yeah. No. Aren't they no. Yoki's, no? Advan. Yoki's AO50. Our ones is, Jesus, I really should know this. Come on, brain. It's too late. What is it? 10.30 at night. What is AR1s? Avon. No, not Hancock. Jeez, what's AR1s? Toy- Toy- no. No, to- oh, no. Not Toyo. Come on, brain. Yeah, I'm going to Google it now. I'm going to feel like the world's biggest idiot. A-R-1. Yeah. Fucking Hankook, not Hankook. It's not going to go, but it's semi-slick in here. AR1, Nang- Nanking. Nanking. AR1s. They are a second off an AO50, which is the best track tire on the market, and they are half the price. They are by oh, far no. the cheap. They are way cheaper than Cup 2s, Cup 2Rs, Pirelli P0s. They are so cheap. I can get a set of AR1s, which are... Again, a second off the best track tire on the market yeah. for the same price that I can get a set of RE003s for the Lotus. They're that cheap. They're fucking awesome. They've lasted me ages. I was going to say, and yeah. their longevity yeah. is good. So I can't... People, the Lotus people, is very good on its tires anyways. They're fucking like... There is problems with the AR1s, but none of them are bad enough to overcome just how cheap they are for how well they've got. Yeah, yeah. yeah so much value awesome. there. Yeah. They are awesome, yeah. And the last tip, we're probably running out of time now. So, yeah, just over. So the last tip I'm going to give you, and this is something that I've learned over time. I'm not sure if you know this. Mm. Every tyre manufacturer's numbers 
don't exactly correlate. So a Michelin 245 wide tire will not measure exactly the same as a Pirelli 245 wide tire. Really? Yes. And I'm not sure whether this is because each tire manufacturer measures the distance from a different point on the rubber or something like that. I don't know. But I have seen disparities as big as 15, 20 mil, like two centimeters really? difference in the same size tire from two different manufacturers. Fuck. So keep that in mind when you are buying tires because everything is not as simple as it seems. And that's oh. really interesting. Yeah. Fuck, okay. Such I a never cute, knew. I mean, because yeah. I, I just, like I said, I've just a rule of thumb. I've always put the factory tire on. 100%. Always. <clears throat> and you but can't I've run never... into problems if you're doing that. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, like I mean, I've seen cars that I've owned, other people have owned them, and you've, they put shit tires on. You can see the difference straight away. You go, what the fuck have you done? Yeah. But like I said, I've never, yeah, fuck, okay. Because they go, they only two tires I recommend. And yeah. I have a preference for Continentals. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you just yeah. get Contis. Yeah, it is scary that you can, you can go, oh, we'll try a different tire, try this tire. What's the size? That's the size. Cool. Go down and put it on. Looks funny. Yeah. Why does it, it look weird? What's going on here? Yeah. Yeah, terrifying. That it exists. Why are yeah. they not all the same? That Fuck, is okay. really just weird. Be uniform because it's the yeah, same it's size. Yeah, it's crazy. Fuck, crazy. Okay. Yep. Interesting. All right, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, that should be enough to get you going for your first track day. Your car will work at that point. Uh, if you don't do those things, do your some car sim is going to be terrifying. Do some sim times. Yeah, mate. If you're in Melbourne, fucking come and. 100%. Yeah. Hook, course, up, uh, hook F- us up and we'll fucking get you on the sims and we'll look after you, mate. Exactly go. right. And yeah. honestly, just fucking just sit on that for a fucking couple of hours, mate. Just understand the braking, the fucking, fucking just turning it in and yep. just on the fucking ripples and just little things like that. Just get a feel, yep. understand what it's like. And yep. then you're like, okay, I've got a bit of feeling about this. And then, because we've got all the tracks here. So yep. again, oh, I'm not saying come here, but actually funny enough, get on a really good sim with real accuracy on a track that you want to get familiar with and just fucking spend a bit of time on it. You'll yep. be surprised at yep. awesome. how how awesome. you'll pick up just those little things that will give you a bit of an understanding when you're actually on the fucking track. Yeah, that's so valuable. It is definitely. So, so valuable. Yep. Yeah. Right. And then to finish us off, the very last tip I'm going to give you, if you're a beginner track day enthusiast and you don't know what you're expecting, what you're walking into... Drive a trainer. Treat it like, obviously, if a day has trainers, I'd yeah, suggest you use one. one. Um, treat the track day... This is going to sound weird. A little bit like a camping trip. Track days have very few amenities. Tracks don't have restaurants and all that sort of stuff in them. You're just in a pit box on your own, if if it's even a track with a pit box. So bring some camping chairs. Bring an esky with some food in it. Some water. Make the pit box a comfortable place to be. There's nothing worse than having nothing yeah. but your car there. Yeah. And it's lunchtime and you've got no food and you haven't sat down all day because there's nowhere to sit. Yeah. So do yourself a favour. Pack yeah. some bananas, some water bottles, a camping chair. It honestly, it makes, makes the day world of a so difference. much better. Yeah, that yeah. day of winter was so much easier with us, just with everything set up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got tables with computers, yeah. we bring everything. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so no. yeah, there you go. That should get you set for your first track day, I reckon. Come to Winton, have some fun. <laughs> yeah, might see you out there. Yeah, hundred percent. Awesome. All right. Well, we've smashed another, Smash another episode. We Thank have. you very much. Yep. The and next uh, time you hear us will probably be with Sam and Tony from Seen Through Glass. Course. Behind the Glass, their podcast. They're going to yeah. come and join us for yeah. an episode or two. That'll be grouse, um, yeah. So that'll be the next time you're hearing from us. So Thank you again. We'll see you at Cars and Coffee.